Hello and welcome to the very first official episode of the Tree of Geek. My name is Josh and I'm joined today with H-Train. How are you doing? Fantastic. Great. On today's episode, we are going to give you an official introduction to who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing this podcast. We plan on jumping deep into ourselves as well as geek IPs that we find most attractive, and we also plan on giving you a little bit of uh, background information and tidbits about ourselves that people might not even know. Uh, but first, let's uh, let's jump into the world of geek. Have you found anything recently worth talking about? The only thing recent that I've seen is the final episode of Star Trek New Strange New Worlds that was fantastic. No spoilers. I'm not going to tell you anything, but uh, it was it was great. I loved it. Loved every second of it. Unfortunately, I've only ever seen the original... The original series, TOS. TOS, okay, TOS, the original yes. series. Yeah. Uh, I do want to watch it, but I haven't gotten around to it just yet. My watch list is pretty extensive. And the other thing would be the Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse I just watched twice in the last week. Not a huge Spider-Man fan, but man, those last two movies were very, very good. Uh, completely spoiler-free, but yes, uh, the Across the Spider-Verse that just came out, it is a visual masterpiece. The plot is absolutely fantastic and it's just it's a fun pleasurable movie to just sit back and watch with your friends all right so let's get started with uh, the about us portion of this shindig as always we're going to roll a d20 to see which one of us is going to talk first so uh h train if you want please go right ahead did you bring a special dice or are you going to borrow mine i'll be borrowing yours today okay well i will go first 16 16, uh, 16. Here, here you go buddy here you go all right, so I have a DC of 16 to beat. Let's see. Survey says? A 14, so please, start us off. All right, I guess uh, I should get this train rolling. I'll try not to make too many of those jokes. I see what you did there. <laughs> My name is Michael, and a good bit of people here and there have called me H-Train in the past. You might think to yourself, why would I be called H-Train? Well, when I was in the military, my last name it was very troublesome to spell and to pronounce. And I had a couple battle buddies one time, and they kept trying to say it as they were talking to me. And one of them said, you know what? I'm sick of this. We're calling you H-Train, and that's just the way it's going to be. I didn't argue with them, and I just let it go, and it kind of stuck with me. Hasn't really been a huge thing uh, lately in my life, but I figured we're doing a podcast, need a little bit of flair. Why not bring back the old nickname? I'm a Xenial, a child of the 90s and 80s. I remember the before-before time when the internet didn't really exist for uh, a special people. I remember the old dial-ups. I was born in Michigan, but I've also planted flags in Arizona. I live here in central Pennsylvania. I'm a delivery driver, which I really enjoy because to me, central Pennsylvania, at certain times of the day when you're in the mountains and you're seeing the rivers and all the state parks, it's like another mini New Zealand in a way. I feel that sometimes when I drive around here, I'm on like the Shire and I love it, especially in the early mornings around the time we're in now around fall. I guess my geeky likes would be what I'm going to tell you next. I like Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, wrestling and horror movies, Pokemon, Dungeons and Dragons. I'd like to play more. Um, hopefully Josh can help me out with that soon. Comic books. I love uh, the Chronicles of Narnia, Game of Thrones, and, you know, the list goes on. Anything that's sci-fi, fantasy, sword and sandal, you're throwing magic around, superhero type stuff, um, I'm kind of really into. But why we're here is to talk about our favorite IP, our favorite franchise, our favorite universe, right? That's what we're here for. You want to kind of know why we enjoy those things the most, kind of like at the top of the mountain over everything else. I guess I go first, and 
my favorite IP is Star Trek. I love Star Trek from the top to the bottom, to the left, to the right. I enjoy all the movies. I enjoy all the TV shows. Now, I haven't really watched the animated show uh, a little bit before my time. I, maybe one day I'll get to it, but, you know, I heard, I heard it's good. <laughs> when I think back to my relationship with Star Trek at the beginning, I try not to get emotional when I tell these stories because it reminds me a lot of my family. I remember being just a little, a little nugget sitting on the floor of my grandfather who died when I was really young. And, I mean, you don't have a lot of memories when you're around like four or five years old, but I remember seeing Star Trek on the TV. Of course, that just kind of, I don't know, brings a, a lot of emotions to me. So when I watch Star Trek today, it's a good connection to me remembering, you know, the people that I've, you know, lost so long ago. And when I was a younger kid past that, didn't have like the greatest home life. So at home, watching TV and kind of being, you know, left alone a lot, you know, kind of taking care of my sister. The one thing I had on that TV was the next generation. I had the, the crew of the Enterprise, Picard, and Data, and all them. They were like my babysitters. They were like my, my surrogate families. And I had a lot of issues with, like, loneliness and, and, and things like that that I, I think a lot of people have. And, and Star Trek really helped me get past those things, helped me get past my awkwardness and realize that there's a lot of other people out there. When I started watching documentaries you know about trekkies or trekkers or whatever you want to call it i realized that i wasn't alone out there there was a lot of other people just like me or even had even harder lives or similar lives and it's okay to be a little bit strange you know and luckily we live in a lifetime now or an era of life now where people don't really get on geeks or weirdos or nerds when i was when i was really young like it wasn't fun to be a star trek fan like yeah <laughs> got made fun of a lot so it's i think we're in a great time now for sci-fi and fantasy and comic books i mean it's everywhere and it's kind of accepted i moved around a lot it's always kind of the new kid even though in school i had some issues finding friends i knew that when i came home luckily star trek was on syndication all the time so i had that star trek to kind of kind of anchor me and it wasn't just about like me overcoming any emotional issues but it also gave me a sense of wonderment a sense of discovery. I wanted to learn about things. I wanted to travel the galaxy. I wanted to know what the stars were up above. I wanted to know how things worked. Now, I didn't really pursue it a lot like I really wanted to when I was younger. But it, even today, it like makes me, when I write a sci-fi story, Star Trek's like the first thing that comes to mind. It's really baked and ingrained into me. So back when I was still young, I lived in Arizona with my grandmother. I was there for a couple months, and she decided, we're going to go to Las Vegas. We're going to go to Las Vegas, and we're going to go do all types of things, even though, Michael, you're too young, and you can't gamble. I don't gamble today. I think it's a waste of your time, but that's another podcast. So I, I went with my Aunt Jan and my grandmother out to Arizona, and we go into the hotel room, and I'm looking around. Oh, menu's here. I'm like, oh, what's this? And I pick up this pamphlet, and it's telling us the time and dates about the Star Trek experience, which is no longer around. And I... I hounded my grandmother, my aunt, for, you know, went and played mini golf. I'm like, please, let me do this. Come on, let me do this. Let me do this. So finally she breaks down. She takes me over there from the circus circus to however how long it got to the, wherever they were holding this. And it was, to this day, I'm going to say like in my top five favorite experiences ever, to be able to walk onto the bridge of the Enterprise, to sit in a shuttlecraft. I'm so glad I got to experience it before they shut down. I couldn't go to the bar because I was too young. 
Like, like you can't even like go near where it was. Like there was a line and no, you couldn't cross it. But like the museum that had set up with all the Borg and the Klingon stuff, and it was just absolutely amazing. My grandmother took time out of her vacation, you know, to to let me do something that she realized was so important to me. And it reminds me that sometimes you have to sacrifice for other people when they want to do something. Star Trek gives you a lot of, I think, good ideals, a lot of good ethics to follow. Now, I'm not perfect, (laughs) and I do make a a heck of a lot of mistakes, but I try to remember what Captain Kirk would do or Picard would do in certain situations. Sometimes you got to wharf out a little bit, and you you know you got to take people out a little bit. But those type of experiences just stay with me. It has given me so much love for so many other sci-fi franchises that have come along after it. Do you like Star Wars? Do you like Star Wars, Josh? Ish, ish. Um, I mean, I, I've seen the main series movies, except for the most recent one. I never got around to watching it. Um, I'll be completely honest. I broke the cardinal rule of being a geek, and I let reviews sway me. Uh, I saw how horrible the reviews were, and I just decided not to take the time to watch it. Eventually, I will, but I'm not really in a hurry. I don't think they're going anywhere, so you have plenty of time to get to them. Well, now that I've given my emotional take on the Star Trek stuff and why I love it so much and what it does, I think, to help the world, I guess I would have to ask myself a few questions like, what is my favorite Star Trek movie? I guess that's something that some people would want to know. And I would say that although The Wrath of Khan is great, I'd have to go with First Contact. I love the score. Every time I hear the score, like towards the ending, like the, the main theme, like it like it just kind of punches me in the heart a little bit. Maybe it's because I get emotional because now I'll be, when the next generation went off the air, I remember it vividly. It was the last episode. I cried and I cried. My mom and whoever was in the house made fun of me. I didn't care. Because, like, I felt like I lost a family. I felt like these are best friends I'm never going to see again. I'm so glad that Terry Metalis and so many other people have brought them back in the last year. Uh, it's fantastic. But, as I was saying, my favorite movie is First Contact. I felt like Jonathan Frakes was a great director. The action was top-notch. Captain Picard, when he flips out and, and what's-her-face says, oh, you broke your little ships, and he quotes Moby Dick. It just, fantastic. I feel like it fires on all cylinders and then sprays a little NOS on there. Um, and it just races past the other movies a little bit. I mean, The Wrath of Khan is great. And I give it love for being one of the best of the original movies. But I think so far, no other movie has touched First Contact. If I was to say who my favorite character in Star Trek was, it'd be really, really hard to give an answer because there's so many great characters. One of my favorite captains is Picard. As a kid, my favorite character was Data. I mean, it's tapered off a little bit. I used to have a stuffed Spock, not stuffed animal, a stuffed Vulcan, I suppose. Um, got lost in one of my hundred moves. Um, I really enjoy what Ethan Peck is doing with the character now. Um, I like Captain Kirk, but I always thought Riker was a better fit for that type of character. A little bit more laid back, and I think he might have got more women than Kirk. I'm not exactly sure, but my new favorite show, which leads into this, you know, Captain Pike being played by Anson Mount, I think is just setting the new series on fire. And I, I think it's really pointing it in a really good direction. Some of the other characters I liked, of course, were Dax, Garrick, Paul, And a lot of, I know Discovery doesn't get a lot of love, but Dr. Hugh Culbert, I think, is a fantastic character. I wish they'd find some way to bring him into another series. Like, I know Discovery is about to go in its final season, but I wish somehow that character would still stick around. Um, and also, 
the Enterprise. The Enterprise is a character itself, and they're all fantastic, but the Enterprise D would be my favorite. And if I have some time, I'd like to talk about something else that I really love after you tell us what your favorite IP franchise and domain of geek is. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, very enlightening. I honestly didn't know there was that many variations of Star Trek. I, I will. I promise. I will sit down and watch some. Maybe I'll them. read a book to counter it like you keep trying to get me to do. I'll watch Star Trek. You read a book. It feels like a, a slight time difference there. But uh, so, Okay. So as we said before, my name's Josh. Uh, I've gone by many nicknames over the years. I don't have any exciting stories, like I wasn't in the uh, armed forces to get my nickname. Instead, I had a Twitch. And that's the nickname that usually stuck with me, was Twitch. Uh, as a kid, uh, I screwed up my neck playing some uh, football with friends. And, well, it just it slowly evolved into a, a slight tick in, like, the, I guess, the neck, the eye, you know, whatever. You, you Honestly, you wouldn't even notice it if you weren't looking for it. Uh, but using this nickname, I, I, I tried my hand at streaming video games on Twitch.tv. But as you can imagine, being Twitch on Twitch.tv, it, it didn't really work out so great. People got a little confused, like, oh, do you work here? You know, it was just, it didn't work. So I needed a new screen name. And Well, well at least you kind of keep your Pokemon nickname Twitch in there. I understand it now. I thought it was because of Twitch TV, but I'm glad oh, you explained. No. Never knew you had a Twitch, so. Yep. Yep, now right. you'll see it. I'll look for it. Now, yeah, now you'll look for it. Uh -huh. So I kind of went on a uh, a little voyage quest looking for a new nickname with some friends. And I, I remember at the time I had a Discord channel for my Twitch channel. And I asked people like, hey, I don't know what, what do we change it to? And my one friend, Xander, who claims he's going to listen to this podcast. Shout out, Xander. Yeah. Uh, he jokingly said, I guess you're having an identity crisis. And that's where my, it's not really a nickname, but it's my screen name for every game I play and, you know, every, you know, site that you have to register on is now Identity Crisis. Question for you. The nickname Twitch, uh, you, you explained how you got it. Now, obviously, you've used it for some other platforms and other places. So is it a nickname that bothers you or does not bother you? Uh, I'd say at first. When I when I first started getting called that, it was a little like, eh, okay, yeah, real funny guys. But then, it, it honestly, it just grew on me. I mean, that it kind of became like a uh, my identity. So you wouldn't be offended if I was like, "Hey, Twitch, what's going on today?" Yada, Not yada, in the least you know? bit. Okay, good I, to know. Good honestly, to know. I still have friends that I run into now and then from you know my hanging out in town, driving cars days. That honest to God, I don't think they know my real name. They, hey, Twitch, how's it going? I don't think they know my name. Well, at least they do know your name, or don't know your name, so they have an honest reason to call you something else. Unlike when I'm, like, talking to people, and they say, hey, my name's Jimmy, what's yours? I'm like, my name's Michael, and they go, well, nice to meet you, Mike. So at least when they're like, hey, Twitch, they just, they can't remember, you know, but they don't this is true. look right in your face and go, I'm not going to call you by your name. I will concede to that point. So, eventually I had kids. I discovered very quickly that kids are time-consuming, and I gave up on being a streamer. Uh, I didn't have the time to dedicate to it. I didn't have multiple hours a day to sit in front of a video game when I had much more important responsibilities to do. <laughs> I have grown up and lived in the same little semi-hillbilly town in Pennsylvania my entire life. Hey, we're getting a Starbucks soon, buddy, and a Jersey Mike's. We are moving up in the world. And a Five Below. Yay. 
Yeah, first off, I don't drink Starbucks. But I am excited for Jersey Mike's because we had like eight Subways and they all left. They did. The Walmart one disappeared. You know, I I drink local coffee. Shout out East End Coffee Company. Um, but everybody I've talked to, nobody is excited about Starbucks. Absolutely no. nobody. No. Yeah. I, I, I don't blame them. I just think it's overpriced. And honestly, I'm not a huge coffee drinker to begin with. So I can't get excited about it. Uh, but yeah, so I lived in the same little town. Uh, you know, middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, my entire life. Never really ventured out of the area unless I went on vacation or I've traveled a few times for work. Uh, I have been to Vegas. I went out to DEF CON before, the uh, you know, big computer hacking convention with my brother. Some people would probably say that that uh, sounds like a sheltered life, but in all honesty, I mean, I, I don't mind. I, I don't mind the fact that I never really got out into the world and found myself or traveled. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd love to travel someday, but I'm also very happy with the life I built. Well, and honestly, I say honestly a lot, don't I? Well, it's good to say you're honest. I, you know, our friends were over the other night here, and I, I joked around with their their kid because he kept saying, well, to be honest, or I'm not going to lie. And one of my biggest issues is when people say that, I go, well, I'm appreciating that you're not lying to me right now. I'm really glad that for once, you're telling me the truth. But, you know, sometimes it's just when you're learning to speak naturally. I mean, heck, I just stumbled across myself left and right, giving my whole spiel because this is the first official episode. And, you know, you got to work into things. So you learn the little ticks or twitches that you have when talking. So to be honest, I couldn't see myself ever living somewhere that we didn't have mountains, mountains and forests. I understand that the mountains we have here on the East Coast are tiny little hills compared to out West. But I mean, you got to make do with what you have, right? Correct. But I think it's sea level, too. I mean, we're, like, in the mountain. We're not, like, at the bottom of some of them. Well, I will say, we just did a trip to the beach, and when you get down to, like, the Delaware, Maryland, you know, that region, it just gets flat. There's nothing there. Yeah, I lived in Michigan for a while, and that's pretty flat, too. In Arizona, very flat in a lot of places. Well, that's one of my best friends uh, lives in North Dakota, which, again, he says he'll listen to the podcast, so... Please listen to it, Jordan. You should, because I was in the Army in North Dakota for a minute. There you go. Uh, he said, it is so flat there, and it's always been my favorite expression, that it's so flat that he can watch his dog run away for a week. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place up there called Devil's Lake, North Dakota. So I was up there in the winter for electrician training. They have this frozen lake. I assume that's Devil's Lake out there. But they have a car just sitting on it, a jacked-up old car. And they have a contest going, who can guess, like, what day the ice is going to melt enough for the car to fall into the water. Does it actually fall, or is it, like, sitting on a sandbar and it never goes under? It looked like it was in the middle of the lake to me. Wow. That's yeah. that's pretty neat. I mean, there, there was a Walmart. That that's all. I've lived in some small towns, but this place had, like, a restaurant, a Walmart, and a gas station. Like, that was your entertainment, so. So you're probably trying to figure out by now, okay, we, we now know your nickname. We... we you like the woods, you say honestly way too much. Why are you in any way qualified to be on a podcast about geek or nerd isms, culture, etc.? Well, that's a good question. Maybe I'm not, but I'm here anyways. I've always turned to the world of fantasy and sci-fi when the real world felt like it was just a little bit too much to deal with. I remember reading a quote once, I believe it was by uh, George R.R. R. Martin, the writer of the Game of Thrones books. Or Song of Ice and Fire, or maybe that is one of the books. They're all the same. 
Okay. That's okay. Different um, mediums. Uh, it said, a reader lives a thousand lives before he dies, but the man who never reads lives only one. I feel that this relates to more than just books, though. This is movies, video games, comic books. Every medium of entertainment that you can indulge in allows you to put yourself into the shoes of a completely new character. It, it lets you live the life of someone else. All of these different mediums allow you to just, they let you live the life that you'd otherwise never get to experience, uh, let alone even really know about. A great example, if you never discovered Star Trek, the, the odds of you ever daydreaming about, you know, being on a spaceship and traveling and meeting these crazy creatures and giant cubes in space, it, it never would have happened. Right. Uh, for me, the big IP that I always loved, which, by the way, IP simply stands for intellectual property. Think of, like, how Sony owned Spider-Man for the longest time. And just recently, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Marvel's finally getting the rights back. Or They're dating each other. There's it's, a, a, it's a game of give and take. There's a weird uh, game of rights that's going on there. Uh, but for me, the big thing was always the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The books and the movies and The Hobbit, book only, that's a whole other story. We might get into that a little bit later. Uh, it depends how argumentative we feel. But The Hobbit was the first book I ever read because I wanted to read a book. I remember in high school, I had finished all my work early, and I was sitting in my class, bored, and the teacher at the time, I believe it was Mrs. Pollock, I believe that was the teacher's name, asked me if I wanted to read a book off of her little bookshelf. You know, it's kind of like a, one of those three-foot-wide by, like, two-shelf-high bookcases that you never know what it's actually good for, except putting junk on it. It's always good to have a bookshelf around. For those listening, you'll know what I mean. Well, I figured, ah, right, well, what the heck? I mean, this is before everybody had a cell phone in their pocket. You know, I'm not going to pull up my laptop or my tablet. because Google, give me a synopsis. We didn't have any of that fun jazz back then. Uh, so I, I went over and I figured I'd take a look at the books. And uh, I remember thinking, like, you know, well, reading is stupid, but yeah, whatever. And I'm browsing the shelf. And I remember stopping on this one book just because I saw at the very, I think it was the top of the spine, was this tiny little, like, golden imprint drawing of a dragon. And I would later go on to find that that little dragon design is actually used in the book to represent Smog, which is, as I hope you all know, the dragon from The Hobbit. Hey, spoilers, man, spoilers. Just kidding, stop living under a rock. I mean, the book's been out for... Or under a mountain. 80 years? So. It's been a few minutes. I don't know when that came out, actually. I believe it was back in the 30s or 40s. Uh, so I remember I picked it up and I figured, yeah, what the heck, I guess I'll read this one. This was around 2002, like I said, so I would have been like a sophomore in high school. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, had just released the year before, 2001, if I'm not mistaken. Saw it opening weekend. Did you really? Sure in the hell did. Oh, that'd be great. Looking back now, that'd be great. But <laughs> at the time, I could have cared less. It was just a, some, you know, wizard fantasy movie in the theaters. Who cared? I took my best friend's brother who was little at the time to see it and when we walked out i said so what did you like better this lord of the rings or the harry potter movie i like the one with the swords when did the first harry potter come out i think it was a little bit before it really wow yeah. i didn't and if it did come out after then i would ask him then but either way he said lord of the rings don't kill me in the comments because i don't have every <laughs> single second of my timeline down i apologize i just remember i i didn't really care about the lord of the rings because back then i was still on the uh the matrix kick which was, I remember, in 1999, because the whole Y2K bug and people relating it to the Matrix. 
And I was watching that on, like, repeat. So I, I didn't really care about The Hobbit. I didn't care about Lord of the Rings movie. But I ended up borrowing that book anyways, because I figured, okay, uh, I'll return it to her in a couple weeks or whatever and pretend like I read it. Uh, and I do remember one night I was in my room. Again, no phones. They're, you know, very rare to have a TV in your room unless, you know, you had room for it because there were the big, like, tube box TVs. Uh, and I looked over and, well, there's my book bag sitting there in the corner. And all my friends were out busy. My dad was out in the kitchen or in the living room watching the news. Mom was cooking dinner. So I didn't really know what to do with myself. So I figured, all right. And I pulled the book out and I opened it and I started reading. And I put it away. How far do you think you got? Maybe, like half of the uh, the prologue. Maybe. No, it is. It's dense. Yeah, it is eloquent, but dense. So I was never diagnosed, but I have been told by multiple people that I may or may not have ADD due to my severe inability to focus on any one thing for more than like a few minutes, unless it really, really captivates me. Now, I mean, I feel I've gotten significantly better over the years. At least I, I really hope so. But back then, like a movie or a comic book or, you know, music, these would hold my attention really well. One night, you know, a couple nights later, I'm just laying in my room listening to uh, Disturbed's new album, Believe. Yeah, I said new album back then, Believe. It was pretty much on repeat at all times in my bedroom. One of my favorite albums, even to this day. That tracks. And I, I'm not sure at what point I decided I was going to try reading this book again. But with music playing, I discovered that I could actually concentrate significantly better on what I was reading. And I know that this sounds horribly counterproductive, but I'm telling you for a fact that it worked. I was able to focus on and read this book, and I believe I finished the book in like two or three weeks. Which, I know some people out there are like, oh, I read two or three books a week. For me, two or three weeks or even a month is extremely good for reading. And I can say that I don't recall reading a book prior to this unless it was for, like, school or a class or a book report. And even then, I usually would go to the school library, get on, do you remember Monkey Notes or Spark Notes? I do not. You could look up almost any book that was out there, and somebody typed up a quick uh, a summary of, like, oh, here's chapters one and two, like a three-page summary. All the main points that you need to pass a test, or write a book report, or pretend like you read a book. So, for me, reading wasn't, you know, it wasn't important. I could go look it up, and I had better things to do with my time. Uh, but I ended up reading this book cover to cover. While listening to Disturbed the entire time, and loving every single minute of it. And to this day, I, I can tell you that any time I hear a song from that album... I vaguely remember where in the book I was when that song was playing. Now, granted, it jumps around because an album is much shorter than a book. All right, so now I know what you're thinking. What the heck does this, you know, little story have anything to do with me and how I'm, you know, who I am today? Why is this so important? And why am I telling you about, you know, reading a book when I'm supposed to be telling you about how this uh, this franchise or this property, you know, changed my life. And that's because I can tell you, maybe even just reading this book saved my life. I very blatantly can tell you, and you can ask probably anybody I went to high school with, I was not a popular person. I 
back then thought I needed to be, so I would try to, you know, get in with, you know, fit in and all this, you know, stuff that was completely unnecessary. I never got into drinking or drugs, because that was a whole different crowd that I wanted nothing to do with. But I wanted to be liked. And, I mean, I know most people, they can say, oh, I don't really care, I don't need friends. Well, you can say it all you want, but at some point in your life, you, you craved that connection. And at this point in my life, I was craving this connection. And after reading The Hobbit, I discovered that it was a gateway into an entirely new world. I was able to leave reality, leave all my stresses that come with it behind, and go be somewhere and someone else for a while. I was, I'm not going to say I was bullied, but I was certainly made fun of. I was ignored, uh, which I'm sure you can quickly relate that just being ignored by someone that you're trying to get the attention of can be just as bad as being bullied because you feel like you don't matter anymore. Without them saying it, you feel it, and it sucks. I completely agree with you. Being the new kid, being picked on because you're the new kid, being the last kid to get picked because you're in the new kid, it's never fun. And the only big issue I have with this town is that when I started high school here, well, it wasn't high school, it was middle school. It was very hard to fit in here. And this was just, it was separated between the two schools. Very, very hard to fit in. There's a lot of kids that had their own three kids, four kids together. And if you weren't part of that and you were a new person, you weren't getting in. It was a very tough school to be in while I was here. Outside of school, I, I hung out with a few close friends. You know, we rode bike, we skateboarded, we hung out around my neighborhood. I mean, it sounds like paradise to me now, but back then, that's all I had, you know, and I wanted more. I wanted more friends. Now, I would give anything to just go back and be with those friends again, because I, I see it. They were true friends in my life. But thanks to all these factors, you know, I fell into this huge state of depression. And honestly, that's hung on to me since. That depression and anxiety, I, I've gone through my share of, you know, hard times. I've lost people. Uh, and I've discovered reading these fantasy and sci-fi books, they allowed me to enjoy a completely different story for just a little bit of time. And these books were better for me because instead of just mindlessly watching TV where my mind could wander and I could, you know, start daydreaming about stuff that shouldn't matter, I was actively engaged in reading. I was visualizing myself in this whole new world it forged my imagination into an active part of my being that I, I feel has followed me through to today. Uh, it allows me to see these fantastic worlds in great detail when I'm reading or listening to audiobooks uh, or even reading comic books. Sometimes I think that is absolutely not how that person should look because in my own head, I get my own picture of it. Later, I'd go on to read the full Lord of the Rings trilogy multiple times. It is, to this day, my absolute favorite trilogy. I, I watched The Fellowship of the Ring many times before even going to see The Two Towers in theaters. Eventually, I'd go see uh, The Return of the King with my one friend, Alicia. Again, we are just friends. But we both shared this incredible passion for the Lord of the Rings franchise. And I, I remember, if you've seen the movies, and if you haven't, again, that they came out, what? First movie was 2001, so... One, yeah. three, and... Six, I think, or five, something like that. Yeah, like I said, stop living under a mountain. I remember we walked out of that theater in dead silence. We walked out. It was nighttime. Neither of us said a word. We got in our vehicles, and we drove away. And I talked to her later, and she agreed. Like, we were 
just struck in the heart and we needed time to process it, that the way that movie ended, not only was it the end of a, an amazing adventure, but it was kind of like the, the end of our adventure because the movies were over now. Like, what do we, what do we do? Well, The Hobbit came out eventually. I've seen the first one, and that was more than enough for me. You know, there's so many, so many issues I have with that movie. That might be a whole episode in its own. It'd be a great episode, because <laughs> I think we disagree, but that's okay. But now I read constantly. Fiction, nonfiction, a little bit of historical. I'm slowly getting into it. it it's, it's drier, but it's, depending on the topic, it can be pretty dang interesting. It's become a huge part of who I am, and I firmly believe that without the initial exposure to The Hobbit when I was, what would that be, 16 years old? I never would have found my love for reading, which means I never would have discovered the incredible world of fantasy, fiction, sci-fi. Basically, if it is set in a world that That's is not, not ours, ours, and it has a sense of adventure to it, yeah, a sense of challenges to overcome, or things are just beyond belief, from the earliest mythological tales... You know, way back in the day with the Norse and the Greek, all the way till now and beyond. It's all it's yeah. all out there. It's all under the umbrella of geek. Every one of these branches reaches out to one of those realms. Anything that can take me out of this world, and it's not even a matter of, oh, I need to escape my depression now. Which, again, if you're struggling with it, it was a fantastic way to cope. But it turned into more of simply, hey... I get to go live this other life that I never knew about. Like right now I'm playing through Baldur's Gate and I get to be whatever I want. I've been a DM for what I say, like seven years because D&D is the same way. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want. It's, what's the word, cathartic? It takes away all of the negative feelings you might have inside. And I feel you on that. I watched Prince of Thieves on VHS. And say what you want about the movie, the accents, I don't care. I watched Christian Slater and Kevin Costner on repeat, and I used to go out into the woods in Michigan, and I was part of that merry band. Hey, I'm not. I, I I'm was not swinging from hate. a rope on a tree. I was living in tree houses. That was another thing that really got me out there. Conan and uh, Prince of Thieves, all those type of things. Hey, man. side it, note: uh, the one guy I talk about, you know, that I work with, that encouraged us to do this. He demanded we do a Conan the Barbarian episode on the comics the show etc he's a huge conan fan i have a friend that might be able to help us out with that Good, as because well. i only know arnold schwarzenegger was conan there's only one conan and he crushes your enemies <laughs> he sees him driving before you and he's the lamentations of the women now hurry up girly man go so that's my story that is why i am into this entire culture i, I mean i i know a lot of people refer to us oh geekdom or geek culture or geek weirdo nerd whatever but it really has become its own culture like you said these things are actually socially acceptable now and billion dollar machine billions well and if anybody ever questions that turn around and say the mcu built 100 percent off of marvel comics the man stan lee and other people Shout out, Kirby. They literally took someone's imagination, put it on paper, and eventually it became a live-action billion or more dollar industry of just movies. Hey, you like the new stuff that's out or you don't like it? Look at George Lucas. 
Star Wars, um, I'm telling you, hey, the House of Mouse owns everything now. You know, it does. Yeah. I mean, that's like, look at Spielberg. He had, like, what, a couple years there where he just was hit after hit after hit because he started capitalizing on people like the unexplained fantasy. They like things that aren't going to happen in daily life. E.T. wrapped me up as a kid. E.T., Jurassic Park, Jaws. Of course, that could happen. Uh, I don't. I don't trust boats. Don't, <laughs> it happened in don't. New York recently. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, he did uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. These were hit, massive hit movies, and it's because people want to be able to just step out of their world, step out of their comfort zone, and go be entertained. You want to throw off your work boots from the construction site? You want to get sick and tired of hearing your significant other nagging at you? You want to get away from the kids? Maybe your punk brother's an idiot. Doesn't matter. You want to go to the theater. And you want to be taken out of that seat to some place you can't go. You want to live the lives of all these amazing characters. Absolutely. And what about you, the listeners? We more than encourage you, get a hold of us. Let us know like what what IP or what franchise changed your life. Oh, wait, you might be asking, how can you do that? We are now officially live on our website, treeofgeek.com. There's a contact us form. Jump over there. Feel free to drop us a line, and we'll try and reply. We won't try. We will. We we do want to hear it. We want to hear what your guys is. Say you've listened to a thousand geek podcasts out there, and you're like, "All oh, these guys are just like the other ones. They talk about the same things. Why don't they ever talk about A, B, or C? Well, tell us. What is A, B, C, D? Whatever it is, man, let us know. And if it's something we're versed in or we have any knowledge on or something, we're like, hey, we've never heard that before. Let's dive on in. We might discuss it. We might have an episode on it. So, yeah. Let us know. If it's something we're not well-versed in, I can almost guarantee that between the two of us and our network of friends, we know somebody that we can bring on to talk with us. Yes. Or if you find yourself to be a self-proclaimed expert, please let us know, and maybe we'll talk. That sounds like a fantastic idea. That could be fun. I know I talked about Star Trek and how it's my favorite IP, uh, but I feel like I have to throw love towards another major geek influence in my life, and that influence is, of course, comic books. I've been hooked on superheroes since the early 90s when I was just a little nugget. And, of course, I knew who Superman was. I knew who Batman was. I mean, everybody did. But I was kind of more into, like, He-Man, Silverhawks, Thundercats, the Ninja Turtles. And I remember one time my grandmother took me, or my grandfather, rather, uh, took me to a pawn shop. And he said, well, Michael, you can get any two things in his really angry voice. And, you know, I think that was his way of love. I don't know. But... So I, you know, perused around a little bit, and I found two items. I found two books. One was a Hulk versus Thing comic book that was really large, and I can't find where it is on the internet. And the other was one of the Marvel handbooks, the official handbook of the universe. In fact, it was volume two, number three, from 1986, that was from uh, Cloak to Dr. Octopus. Uh, the Hulk and Thing... Comic was all right. It was cool. You know, I think I'd seen the Hulk on TV before, but I really didn't know who the Fantastic Four were, so it didn't really get me. But what did get my imagination was that handbook, because I've, I've liked to look in encyclopedias. I like to read about new things. Obviously, now <laughs> we don't really do encyclopedias, but Wikipedia, whether you think half of it's real or not, is a very good source, or go to superpowerwiki.com, or any of these other sites that all you amazing uh, geeks out there have put together. But back then, we're talking like 1992, 91 when I got this stuff. I mean, I we didn't have any of those, so they My had to put out these. Born in 92. 
His sister was born in 92 as well. Yeah. It wasn't long until the X-Men animated series came on TV, and that fueled my passion. I used to take the little high C boxes they had at the time. They had little bios on the back. And my friends and I at school in the cafeteria would cut them out. We would trade them like they, like they were cards. We didn't have any store around to go buy comic book cards. They did have a few out at that time, but I had zero access to them. So that's what we did. Like, oh, man, you got the Professor X? I don't know. I got Cyclops, though. And we'd trade them back and forth. And that's what introduced me to Wolverine. That short little guy that took no crap from anybody. He was Canadian. I was from <laughs> Michigan. I mean, match made in heaven, right? And the TV show really, really put him like on this massive pedestal for him. So I tried to... The X-Men animated series? Yes, the X-Men animated series, which they're bringing more out, hopefully soon. I, I this, just heard that the other day. Let's get that uh, the, these strikes taken care of, guys. Let's get going. They better bring the classic, like, that little theme song back. Yes. Did you know that that was, like, stolen from some European record? I saw this last year. I don't have the info in front of me. But they on YouTube, you can find a video where they play like the original record from like the, I don't know, like the fifties or sixties, and then they play the X Men theme song, and it is, it it, it it's there, it, it's taken for oh, sure. Like they didn't like take the tone like Ice Ice Baby and ding, what's ding. the other one? See, that's the under pressure. Yeah. Like they actually took the here's the song, let's cut and paste it. Yeah, like if you listen to the record, it is. Wow. Yeah, it it is the X Men. I don't know how that all copyrighted stuff worked out but um so yeah I, I watched the cartoon and soon i was like you know what i want to create my own characters i always wanted to own my own comic book company i wanted to i wanted to draw first but then over the few years i realized well that's that's really not where i'm going to go especially when i sent a letter and a picture to marvel comics as a kid and said hey maybe you could use my character maybe i could write for you someday and they gave me an extremely polite letter back saying no <laughs> In so many words, but it was fantastic. I still got it in my save. I was gonna say it's, it's just cool that they replied. Yeah, I, I mean, thinking about it now, I mean, would Disney reply to you or? Well, or I mean, I've applied other... to jobs where they don't get back to you, <laughs> right? <laughs> Communication is key. That's what I said this morning at work. But that's not what we're here for. Um, soon, I fell uh, like just in, in love with everything that had to do with comics. If I could get my hands on it, um, I would. And I loved that back then, Wizard Magazine would show all the different comic book companies. I loved, when I lived in Michigan, I'd pick up pop cans, because they weren't, it wasn't soda, it was pop. I'd pick up pop cans, I would take them, I'd get my 10 cents, I'd get my money, I'd go buy some comic book cards, or I'd buy, which was my very first comic, was Wolverine, that had Deadpool in it. And Wolverine had Bone Claws, and I think it was like, uh, number 88, something like that. So it was my first comic I bought with my own money, but I'd get so excited, because every month that Wizard Magazine was coming. We didn't have internet, you didn't have all these, uh, cool tv shows or you know reports to tell you about things so that's that's what you had and it just fueled my desire to write and write and hopefully this podcast will reignite that fire so i can write more so star trek i love and i love comics on my bookshelf i have the star trek encyclopedia i have the on board the uss enterprise book but i also love lord of the rings and i love the hobbit i like the movies um i do have those books i have not read them but one, just real quick here, the fantasy book I did read a lot as a kid, I would go from school to school, and I'd always have to do a book report. And they say, go to the library and get a book. So I, the smart guy kind of figured it out. I kept reading the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, over and over and over. And I would just keep doing the same book report. And my mom, of course, had the cartoon Hobbit on 
very, very often as I, I grew up. So, in fact, at some point I got sick of it. And I was like, I'm not sure if I even want to watch these movies. Yeah, at home right now I have stacks of comic books. Actually, my wife complains all the time because there's this massive tote, like storage tote, you know, the two foot high and mm-hmm. sitting in the closet. And I got like little ones and boxes sitting around it. That Oh, you need to do something with these. I'm like, well, they can't go in the basement because they might get damp. They can't go in the attic because they might they might get too hot. Yeah, they're good right here. Yeah, you got to keep them safe. I got my, some of my all my stacks over there in my cabinet. I got them in their plastic mm-hmm. containers, all the all the good ones. I, I do want to get like the actual comic book like boxes, the long skinny ones to properly store them. I don't buy too many comics anymore though. I I, I still do. I like to buy the like I'll find them on eBay. Somebody selling like fifty comics for twenty five bucks. The one guy I found, he was sound. All of them guaranteed from was like nineteen sixty to eighty. Random, no doubles. I would be interested in something like that. Um, it's just some of the newer things. I feel like some of these DC Marvel have, especially DC's rebooted their thing so many mm. times. When you don't read anything for a very long time, and then you come back like a year or two later, and you're like, you, you don't know where to pick up. Yeah, it, they yeah. move so quickly. Yep. So, you know, I, I try to keep up with, like, Moon Knight I'm reading here and there, but, you know, it's it's kind of, I just picked up a Squadron Supreme. Fantastic. All right, well, I think we're nearing our time. I hope you all uh, enjoyed today's episode. I, I also, I really do encourage you, write in, let us know what IP, uh, what franchise really spoke out to you, you know, as a kid or even currently. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to, you know, get some feedback, make this a more engaging and Less of us talking to you and more of us having a conversation with you. Yeah, thank you very much. We greatly, greatly appreciate you taking your time, whether you're on your drive or you're sitting with your feet up on your couch. Thank you for taking your time to listen to us ramble on about the things that we love and hopefully you love as well. Give us a follow, leave reviews you know, on whatever, uh, whatever platform you're listening on. Share the podcast to anybody you think would be interested. We're even not interested, you know. I mean, if they open it and get listening, who knows? Maybe they'll like us. Uh, hit up our website, www.treeofgeek.com, to contact us, to listen to the latest episode. Stay tuned for updates. Maybe one day we'll be doing a tour. I mean, you know, probably not. But you never know. A magical you, mystery you never tour. Know. All right, and if you want us to do any specific content, hit us up. Let us know what you guys are thinking. If you really like the content we're doing and you want to hear more, you want to make sure that we're around for you know, more than a a month or a year you can become a subscriber go through our website treeofgeek.com help us grow tab on the far right you can do a a small monthly donation i think it's like three to ten dollars help us out and we'll be more than happy to sit in this little basement and uh pump out content absolutely everything he said crank it up to 11 all right well thank you for exploring this branch on the tree of geek remember You can find us on all major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, and, of course, treeofgeek.com. Do we want to give a hint, maybe, to what we're doing on the next one? Sure. In two weeks, we'll be back with a, a sticky situation. Hope you're not afraid of spiders. See you later, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.